0: Greetings to the LGBTQ plus and straight communities. I'm Jade and today I will be discussing sex and consent education with the inclusion of LGBTQ. The sex education that some students learn have failed them in many ways. Sexual education has taught students about the mechanics and the rep- reproduction aspect, but never the pleasure aspect. As a student in the Philadelphia school district, I had one year of sexual education where we just read out of a book, learned how to put a condom on, and childbirth. There wasn't much inclusion for LGBTQ+, plus, nor was there enough valuable information for students to learn. There was a lack of information for students that are at the age where sex should be talked about, which creates misconception and causes damage. Sex education should be a foundation in a young person's life. There is no sex education without consent. Consent needs to be a positive confirmation that not many people are informed about. The big missing piece in educating students about sex is an LGBTQ plus inclusion approach. There isn't any room for them to feel comfortable. They are completely left out of the equation. Queer relationship is as valid as a straight one. This incompletion of education is creating more homophobia in schools. We should be teaching Timmy that the gay kid next to him has every right to their emotions and their sexual activities, as well as Timmy being sexual with a girl. It creates a better community and a better environment for LGBTQ students and for straight students. The false information also comes from the lack of education in teachers as well. Some teachers shouldn't be giving out info without the proper trainer. But enough for me, here are some interviews with students and teachers that I have conducted. Here you go. Hello, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, hi, my name is Izzy abraham Um I'm good with she and they pronouns, and I am a sexuality educator in Philadelphia. I have a master's in sex ed from Wider University, and I um, am part of A group, I'm a co-founder and the director of education with a group called Yes, um, which does consent-based, pleasure-focused, intersectional sexuality education with people of all ages. Um, And I also am part of Educators for Consent Culture, which is a group in Philly working towards uh, consent culture in the Philly schools and the rest of the Philly community.
0: Wow, you do a lot. Um, So thank (laughs) you for allowing me to interview you today. You would be such a great help to my project can I ask you a few questions? Yeah. Okay. I may ask, um, how did you learn about sex ed in school when you went to school?
1: Yeah, good question. (laughs) Um, so I had sex ed in ninth grade and 11th grade, um, for a quarter each year. And in ninth grade, Um, I actually got more sex ed information than a lot of people do. I I have found out since, like, we learned about things like dental dams or, you know, we talked a little bit for one day about like queer identities and maybe even queer sex. Um, So there was some more information than the average sex ed class in this country, but also it still was not an environment where anybody would have ever wanted to ask a question, where we ever shared anything about ourselves. It was so uncomfortable and our teacher didn't seem to want us to talk very much. Um, and there was still an emphasis on, you know, the only true form of uh, of, of birth control is abstinence, you know, only a hundred percent safety. Uh, and we have a lot of focus on how to say no to sex also, like. Um, which was helpful if people want to say no to sex, but you know, I wouldn't call it a sex positive experience, but I am grateful for some of the information that we got. Um, and you know, all, all through school sex ed was really mixed in with, um, drugs and nutrition and a lot of STD focus. So it still was kind of a sphere based thing of like, don't do drugs, don't have sex, <laughs> um don't drink and drive you know like all the things that could go wrong um but there were some really good moments amongst the bad (laughs) so i'm grateful for that but ultimately i personally just like felt very shameful about sexuality and nothing in my sex ed classes made sex seem less shameful
0: okay so you would believe that sex ed um the sexual information that you have received during your childhood did not create a proper um, foundation for your future um sex life
1: yeah well there definitely is never enough information but also yeah the tone of it in addition to the information didn't make it feel like it any of it was like good or happy or healthy or you know pleasurable right
0: yes there is a lot of that during um you know sex sex education i myself did not learn about sex education until Um, I learned about it seventh grade, but it was basically, yeah, just like, no, 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 sex is bad. Here's how you put a condom on. Here's a woman giving birth. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, They really didn't really explain anything or include LGBT. You had, you know, some queer information, but literally nothing was ever spoken about about being gay and if it was it was talking about if you do have sex with a man you know you have to worry about AIDS and that's all Mm -hmm. they ever talked about and Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people in my generation and generations like before and and um behind me are going to struggle with a lot of like um the information that's out right now so my next question is what is your view on porn and how it impacts people's perception of sexual activities
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that porn, um, is the way a lot of people learn about sex when they're young. And of course, porn is not a true-to-life portrayal of sex for most people, so that can be super confusing. Um, it can give some really bad lessons. Um, it certainly does not show a lot of consent and does not have a lot of body variety, um, a lot of body hair a lot of people develop a lot of body image concerns um, from comparing themselves to the people in porn and porn is just getting more and more violent um so yeah i definitely feel concerned about all of that in mainstream porn um <clears throat> but i do see potential for porn to be a useful tool <clears throat> for sexuality education um if it could you know if it could portray more accurate and varied sexual experiences that I think people could really learn a lot. Um, so I know some people are making you know feminist porn or queer porn or sex ed porn, which I think could be great. And I definitely don't want anyone to ever feel like ashamed for watching porn or, or learning about sex from porn because people are you know figuring out what is available to them and doing their best. So it's no one's fault that that's how they're learning, um, except for those of us who aren't teaching sex ed to those people um but yeah it it is very concerning to me how porn is getting increasingly violent and often almost always the targets of that violence are women
0: yeah they do make it like um a fetish they fetishize and romanticize like being like beaten up and like gagged Mm -hmm. and tied up and all that stuff and i get that's some people kinks but like i feel like it's putting the wrong image in children's
1: minds yeah so, yeah, that should not be like the main thing associated with sexuality for sure. Yeah.
0: So, my last and next question is how does media play a role in sex education as well?
1: Oh, so many ways. So many ways. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot about some of the early media messages I got about sexuality and relationships and uh, identity and dating and how wrong they were like how confusing they were and how much they affected me I don't know I think a lot about Gilmore Girls which I know is an older show but I was watching that show okay (laughs) um I was watching Gilmore Girls in middle school and I just look back at some of that stuff about first of all like the way they talk about saying I love you as like the most important thing and you have to really know or like the way that Lorelai talks to Rory about sex and when Rory has sex for the first time and Lorelai yells at her or when Paris has sex for the first time and and Rory hasn't and Lorelai's like, I've got the good kid, the one who doesn't have sex. I don't know. There was so much in there that I was, like thought was normal in middle school because I had no reason to question it. Um, and now I'm like, oh, all of that was kind of in my mind. Um, so I think, yeah, I think media plays a huge role and I think it's changed a lot. And there's a lot more shows now that, um, have a healthier view of, of young people's sexuality, which I think is really great. Um, but I think a huge piece of sex ed, whether in the home or in the school, has to be about developing critical thinking skills for looking at media. Because even if we improve media, I mean, I think there's a lot of space for good media about um, gender and sexuality and all of that. But also um, there's always gonna be the media that portrays you know, our society's oppressive values so I think all young people really need the skills to look at a show and be like okay but is that real and do I agree with that um so that we're not just like taking in all the media and being like that's real life and we can have adults from a young age helping us be like okay but are the girls in this show having adventures or like you know all of the pieces um about racism and sexism um and sex negativity just like having someone help us notice those those values so we're not just absorbing them.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like also with media and, like, sex education, I feel like they over-sexualize, like, women and women, like, um, sexualize relationships. hmm And they over- and then they make, um, being, like, male and male gay, like, wrong. And I feel like they also do not have enough, like, transgender, um, um, representation nor do they have a sexual representation or um, non-binary sexual um, representation I feel like that is the main thing that should be important and also in sexual education like learning in school because those people are still trying to find themselves and I feel Mm -hmm. like it should be a part of it because we all are humans even though they do have different sexual preferences they still should be educated the same way that other people are.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I really agree. And I've really appreciated a few shows in the last few years, like Love, Victor. I don't know if you watch Love, Victor, or Never Have I Ever, or, um, I don't know, it was, I'm watching Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is mostly like a kind of silly fun show about singing, but there's just like this awesome non-binary or like gender fluid character who's I was, like, that's not their whole story, but they're just on the show. Like there's more and more like that, and I'm really appreciating that. Um, but yeah, there definitely needs to be more both in sex ed and in media
0: okay the last thing that i need to ask before you know the end of our interview is as is there anything you want to add about um you know sexual education that i didn't ask you
1: mm. just that i think it's a really powerful tool and that it should be about the students needs right not about like what the teacher thinks someone needs to know but just about the group of people in the room and where they're at and what they what they want to learn and what they want to talk about and um and like you said representation is really important so just like making sure that there are models of all these different ways to live and and all these different kinds of sexuality so everybody knows that their way is normal and great
0: okay thank you so much for letting me interview you here's my next guest hello thank
2: you for letting me interview today would you like to introduce yourself Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Kodela and I am a senior at Central High School. It's really nice to be on here and to talk about sex education.
0: Thank you for allowing me to interview you. Now, um, I must ask, how was your sex education in school?
2: Um, middle school or high school?
0: Both, whatever you want to answer.
2: Okay, so <laughs> um, I remember it pretty early on in, Uh, middle school I think we started with pregnancy um information kind of learning about how to put a condom on my like a memory that I have imprinted in my brain is uh my gym teacher who's like this like short man he was rolling a flavored condom that was expired onto a banana really funny but Um, Or was it a cucumber? I I don't remember. But I remember that and just kind of this pushing of abstinence, you know, that's like, that's guaranteed 100% that you won't get STDs and you won't get pregnant. So that's what I've learned in middle school, but that's like the earliest.
0: And how about high school?
2: um mm, high school um I feel like we just dove more into the STD realm um and um like the various for like girls too like girls could get UTIs and um just various things like that okay
0: and did any of the sexual information that you learned create a proper foundation for like you know, learning about sex, and your sexual life, and just, like, your future going forward?
2: Um, um, I feel like I've learned, this is gonna sound weird, while I've been in a class that, you know, we've been taught this, and the purpose like the sole purpose is to learn about sex education but I feel like I've learned more outside of school Mm. through friends through like educational videos that I've just been like oh I'm curious about this and this um and it's kind of been on my own accord rather than like honestly just having a middle-aged white man teach sex education um so it's I like to talk about it more, you know, with friends and to learn about it by myself because I feel like it's a very personal relationship that you have with sex education. And, you know, we shouldn't be embarrassed, but it's also, like, weird how it's taught in schools, I feel like.
0: Um, Yes, I totally agree. I feel like we make it very uncomfortable when sex is kind of a very natural thing and it's very um very big and it's happens like some people don't need to have sex and you know and that's okay but for people who do I feel like they need to be taught more and have a better foundation going forward because I feel like there's all all this you know just like you want to be like like you want to be how how do I say um You want to be popular, and they turn into, like, a popularity contest. Like, you're macho if you do this with this many people and blah, blah, blah. But if it's a girl, it's not. But I feel like with sex education, they really take... What it's supposed to be, you know, sex can be fun, and that's what it's a pleasure thing. It. And I feel like with sex education, they make it seem like no bad, a hundred percent abstinence is the best way to go. Ah, right. you're a sinner, blah blah blah. Like no, it's it's very natural. It's it's
2: very black and white the sex education mm. realm, and it's like we never really talk about that gray area, and it it's really upsetting because. You know, lots of girls, it's stigma. You know, masturbation. It's it's not talked about enough. and But for boys, it's, like, a big joke. It's, like, oh, my God, like, your left arm must hurt. Like, there, there's, like, so many jokes that boys make. But once it's, like, girls, it's, like, oh, ew, you do that, like, as a girl. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you yes. ever get that at all? Like, that stigma?
0: Yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying because it's... Yeah, it's a very big double standard as well. It's like, mm-hmm. no, a woman should be reserved and a man can do whatever he wants.
2: Exactly, and it's reinforced in this, you know, high school setting. And I feel like that's like, it's, it's even worse because we're in this developing time in our lives and we kind of have to pick sides and we have to, you know, we can't be sexual because it comes with various things. And, you know, when you're in class and you know, vagina is said, and everybody giggles. Like, that's not what it should be about. And I get that we're still kids, but, like, it has such room to grow, this field. And it definitely is different for boys, girls, people who don't even identify as a boy or a girl. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, schools really need to get their stuff together and be more inclusive is that the word like they need to offer more and people who you actually feel comfortable talking things i'm not gonna approach my 53 year old white male teacher and ask him about sex like i i won't i will never do that Mm. do you know what i mean
0: yeah um now i must ask as well how was your education about lgbtq um plus sex lives in sex ed if you have learned anything about it
2: oh nothing zilch um it's always been hetero normative is that the word like Mm -hmm. it's very hetero 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 um but what i've learned is mostly just through friends and I'm learning more and more as I grow older. I just had a conversation with um, a friend that, you know, is a part of the LGBT community. And he was describing to me, like, the process and what happens. And, you know, the difficulties that revolve around this this part of these kids' lives. And they're, they can get confused. And that's where mistakes happen. And... You know, it could damage a person's life seriously. You know, HIV, like, it's dangerous.
0: So you believe that um, LGBTQ should be included in sex education?
2: Oh, 120%. Like, if, if, I, if I could teach it myself, I would, um, because it's that important. And if I knew more about it, I feel like... W- People underestimate the power that youth have on other youth, you know, peer pressure and all of that. But it's it's true. Once we learn, we spread our, that information. But if we're getting misinformation or we're not getting any information at all, we're going to get it from the wrong sources.
0: Mm now my next question is about you know sources and everything what is your view on porn and how it impacts people's perception of sexual activities
2: oh oh okay um well especially for the female i feel like you know young boys like particularly like young heterosexual boys really expect a lot from a woman probably because of porn um and personally, I think it is a. I think it's a healthy way if you you're curious about something, you want to see something because we we all have these urges when we're younger, and I don't think there's anything wrong with watching porn. Like particularly, I feel like some of these sites are mm-hmm. horrible and they're unethical. But person, like I. I don't know exactly how I would approach that, but I feel like it is a healthy way to, you yeah, know, it's just about like so the
0: perspective of it. You yeah, know, you have to. But you can't I'm, take it too much. You yeah. can't take too much in because you know this is also being cool, like being made up. It's fake. Like it some some fake, some, fake yes. some is real, but most of the popular ones are fake. So you can't really believe that this is how a woman should act or how you should be acting with a woman.
2: Right. And I like it. I just find it funny. I've never really like encountered that before. But like, it's like funny to me how people really expect women to be this like performer. It's literally just a performance. It's being filmed like anything that is ever on camera. People aren't truly being themselves. You know, you have to be in the moment like and I I hate that, that that this you know, perception is being distorted because I can't imagine how like young girls feel. Do you know what I mean? Like you, cause then they, what is that? Like they go into this performative action every time that they come into any sexual encounterance and it just leads into this like miscommunication. That's what I, that's what it is. It's this miscommunication between partners and not telling each other what, you know makes them comfortable
0: Mm. um and then my last question will be how does media play a role in sex education besides porn
2: um oh well as we were talking about this I was thinking about literally the show on Netflix called sex education because I just started the second season but I kind of stopped watching it because I got a little bored but nonetheless I feel like and, and and another Netflix TV show where I was seeing this, this girl who was in high school and she was having sex, I feel like it's starting to open up in media a little bit more, but I feel like we have to be careful what we're putting out there and not to sexualize young people um, and to not, like, highlight this, but to, oh, what's that word where it's, like, when you idolize not idolize you make something like greater than it is mm. do you know that word do you know what i'm talking about
0: no but um, i get what you're trying to say <laughs> right
2: like they're they're trying to make this perception that it's great it's so good like you should be doing it like drugs like making it this big thing when really we're just romanticizing ourselves romantic thank you <laughs> romanticize this idea of teenagers having sex and like sexualizing us in a way which I really don't like like if when you see like 16 year olds having sex well well 16 year olds in a tv show I don't know they're older in real life but still like adults are watching this and kids are watching this and it's it's weird but it's it's opening a little bit more doors to talk about it i just wish we saw like less of that sorry i keep on talking and rambling no
0: it's okay honestly i get what you're saying you know it's okay to have like properly be educated but it's also you gotta make sure you know that oh it's okay to not be like not have sex and it's okay to have sex it's just like it has to be a nice balance to it yeah i get what you're
2: saying and I also like like in media when parents talk to their kids, when they're open and, you know, me with my mom, we have a very open relationship and we talk about, you know, what it means to have sex, like to you and when's the right time because the right time, it's different for every person and I feel like I've learned that through my mom. That's like, it's whenever you're ready and you feel in the moment that, you know, you feel comfortable enough to share that with another person, share yourself with another person, because truly, like, it's about you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's an intense moment that you share with somebody, and you have to be comfortable, and you have to talk, and yada, yada, yada. So I can, I can keep on going this forever, but yes.
0: Um, so thank you so much for letting me interview you today. You answered all of my questions beautifully. Um, I hope you have okay. a great day. Here's my next guest. Hello, thank you for allowing me to interview you today. Can you introduce yourself?
3: Hello, my name is DeRay Phillips. I attend Morgan State University and I am a senior, 21 years old.
0: Okay, thank you for allowing me the interview. Uh, My first question will be, is how did you learn about sex education in school?
3: I learned about sex education in high school from... My gym teacher, I believe, yeah, f- freshman year, ninth grade and tenth grade, I was learning sexual education from my high school uh, gym teacher.
0: And That's how? Um, what information did you really learn?
3: You know the regular stuff about STDs and uh, all these, all these other diseases, and what proper sex and safe sex is, and stuff like that. Mm.
0: And do you believe that the sexual education that you had created a proper foundation in, like, your sexual experiences and your sex life going forward?
3: Um, I can say it did help me because it helped me, but it really didn't because there were some things where I followed, you know, about learning. I can't talk. <laughs> me learning about STDs, that helped me to make sure I stay away from, you know, extra signs and signs that I will see knowing that the STD is around. But other things like safe sex, I low-key knew about myself or just just learning myself. So, not really.
0: So, most of the information that you have learned was just, like, self-taught and that's how you went forward in life.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Um... Now, I must ask uh what is your like view on porn and how it affects like um people's perception of uh you know sexual activities?
3: okay, so porn definitely can be perceived in different types of ways because porn you know porn is they're glorifying the sex and glorifying the stuff that's happening with it. In reality, most of the stuff that's happening in porn doesn't really happen in life. So, porn is really just a glorification of crazy stuff. Mm. Yeah, mm. so porn doesn't really help.
0: Alright, and my last question is, how does media affect uh, like sexual preferences and um, sexual activities?
3: Media? Meaning... Like, besides
0: porn, like, you know, the intern, like, social media, like, Twitter, all that. Like, all the social medias besides porn.
3: So, I could say the same about social medias, because on social media, people do glorify sex and all the stuff that's happening in porn, basically. they They bring it to social media. So, social media and porn... They could be mistaken for the same thing, depending on whose social media account you on, because there's some social media accounts where, you know, they just post everything and anything sex related. But there's some social media accounts where they're cool, but social media is like, is still not good.
0: <laughs> Did you learn any LGBTQ um, information during sex ed or at all in school?
3: Um, so high school, when I learned it, actually, I don't remember Um, my high school teacher uh, bringing up any LGBT, LGBQT information. It was really just the basic sex things that I needed to know.
4: Mm. Okay. Thank you for allowing me to interview today.
0: Hello, would you like to introduce yourself?
4: Uh, yes. My name is Anasia Macon, and I'm a part of the graduating class of two eight oh at Central High School.
0: Thank you, Anasia. Thank you for allowing me to interview you today. Now I must ask, how was your sex education in school? And if you didn't learn in school, how did you learn about it?
4: The closest thing to had us well, I'll say the closest thing I had to sex education at school would be in ninth grade when I had a half term of physical education. Um, the most in depth they went was showing like documentary videos of like either how the sperm meets the egg, et cetera, et cetera, but never really anything that was, like, really progressive. I can't say I learned... I wouldn't say school, that school class prepared me if I were to engage in sexual activity.
0: Mm. So you can say that sexual information that you learned did not create a proper foundation for your your future sex life?
4: Yeah, it was more so, like like, biology, like, you know, sperm meets the egg. I know that we've had, like, a few assemblies about, like, STDs and everything, but as far as, like, how to put a condom on, um, what exactly birth control was, plan B, contraceptives, like, such as that were never properly um, introduced to me in school, at least.
0: Mm. So you basically were just blinded by all the stuff that you did have to learn by yourself, and, you know, you had to learn quickly because you know people progress and you have to learn what is birth control what is std by yourself
4: yeah i've learned more about sex from peers and tv shows
1: Mm.
0: all right so while we're talking about uh you know like internet and everything what is your view on porn and how it impacts people's perception of sexual activities
4: um I don't have an issue with porn to a certain degree. Um, I believe everyone should be able to, you know, and enjoy- I mean, well, one, I be- I don't think porn is wrong if it's consent- consenting adults. Now, I know, especially now, there's a lot of um, news coming out that a lot of videos that are on these porn websites are actually um, videos of sexual assault, and obviously, I want to support that. But as for as far as like people who are assigned to like companies that actually you know, legally say, okay, yeah, I'm going to partake in porn, which is fine. Um, but even with that, a lot of porn companies are objectifying their clients, even though the sex industry is objectifying in itself. Uh, I also think that porn does a horrible job at teaching children about sex. Like, and I know porn isn't, made to teach people about sex per se but it does give people this false reality and this misconception of what sexually is such as um there's not a lot of like representation in sex for like for example darker skinned women like there's this whole thing where like you know certain the color for certain body parts should be this color if it's not that color then it's bad Mm -hmm. just the whole misconception and it does a really bad job at um informing kids of the realities of sex
0: yeah death does it makes it seem like oh if you have like if you have hair it's like mm, no you should be fully shaved and if you are like this skin color You know, it really does lack representation. And even though it's not meant to learn, like, teach kids how, like, you know, have sex, but it does create this false reality that women should know this much for their first time or if they are, like, more experienced, they should be doing this and this, you know? Yeah. All right, and then my last question is, how does media play a role in sex education, like social media?
4: Um... I'd say if you were to ask me as far as like modern day social media, I think modern day. Well, I mean, social media is pretty much modern day. So I'll rephrase that. If you ask me about like social media from this year um, specifically, I think it does a good job of showing um, all sides of sex. Like it's a lot of movements going around that uplift um, different aspects of people's sex life. However, just like anything with social media, it has its detrimental aspects and similar to what I mentioned with porn like the whole oh body hair is not acceptable um if a certain part of your body isn't light or pink it's a it's considered you know not desirable things such as that but then on the flip side you do see people who uplift those things and they do um they do support like you know the opposite of what these movements um the movements that are against it are saying so basically social media has its pros but also its cons but I mean that's pretty much for everything and I actually do have one
0: more question it's about um your lgbtq learning in sexual education or in school at all
4: um honestly similar to your first question I don't know pretty much I mean, I don't really know anything about sex when it comes to like the LGBT community. Um, obviously sex for them is completely different. Or I mean it's similar in some ways, but like I once again it is definitely different others. Um, outside of like little things I've seen from T V, social media, people around me, I honestly could not formally make out how sexual activity for them would be.
0: Mm. Well, thank you so much for this interview. I hope you have a wonderful day.
4: Thank you for having me, and you too. Thank you
0: for listening to me talk about LGBTQ inclusiveness in sex education and the importance of sex education in students' lives. Hope this sparks a lot of demands to change the school curriculum, and I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you.